You're listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard, bringing you the uncompromised Word of God to mature the body of Christ with revelation and power. Get ready to walk in victory in every facet of life. Join today as we learn and grow together in the knowledge of God so we can go from glory to glory together. Here's your host, Tina Howard. Hello. So today we're going to look at another weapon that God has given to us in this battle that we are facing here on the earth as we occupy till he comes. We know we have the victory. We're fighting from a place of victory, but the enemy is not just going to lay down and do nothing just because God's given us the victory. He's going to attempt every evil thing. And we looked at that already. We looked at a couple of weeks at the schemes and, and wiles of the enemy and how he works. And so now we're looking at the tricks, well, not tricks, but the tools that God has given to us to use against our enemy. So I want to look first at Ephesians 6. And I know you're probably very familiar with this scripture. Ephesians 6.10 starts with the armor of God. And Paul was using this armor, the Romans wore, and he was talking to us about the, the armor that we have, that God has given to us, and how that they are similar. So first of all, let's look at verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So it's not in our might. It's not in our own power. It's when we come to the end of ourselves and lean on Him, that's where God begins. Amen? Because when we can do it ourselves, we don't need Him, right? So we have to be very cognizant of the fact that we are dependent upon God, that it's not in our strength that we... You know, um, it's our pride that thinks that we do it on our own. But when we lean on God, we lean into Him and let Him be our strength. That's where true strength really is. Amen. That's a lesson all in itself, isn't it? That's some yum-yum. Okay, so let's continue. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks, the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. See, we're not. it's not your wife, your husband. It's not your children you're fighting against. It's not your boss you're fighting against. It's not your employees you're fighting against. It's the devil. The devil is the one who works. He, he works through people. He's trying trying to entangle you, right? He's trying to entangle me in what's going on in the world around us. And that's not where we need to be looking. We have to remember how the enemy works and remember what, how our God works. Amen? So we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. When I first learned about the armor of God, I remember that we were taught to put it on. And so that's what I did. I would just get up in the morning and I would put each piece on. And then I would read scriptures to go along with it, which was great because it got inside of me what the armor was used for, how it was for my protection, how it was used to use it, um, to, as a weapon. And so it's very good to know that. Of course, I don't do that today, but I'm, I mean, I could, but it's more like God wants us to know this is what is available to you. It's not that I have to physically put it on because that's what I was doing. I would shod my feet 
you know, with the gospel of peace, my shoes of peace. I would do that and talk about that, which is very good. If you haven't done that and you don't understand it, then I would suggest doing that. Read the scripture and then put each piece on in the natural my helmet of salvation, my breastplate of righteousness, my loins gird about with truth. Take up my shield of faith and my sword. Well, actually, I would do it this way. My shield of faith, which is in my left hand to protect me. And the shield of faith, oh my goodness, when you study the shield of faith, it's a great thing. I loved it, studying about that. And my sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay, so that's a little homework for you, even before we get to the homework section. I've already given you your homework, okay? So um, what I really want to talk about today is our helmet of salvation. So we put on that helmet of salvation, and that is to guard our mind against the lies and the deception of the enemy, because really that's his biggest trick, is deception, that we would believe the lies that he tells us so much that then it becomes a truth to us and we can't even see what the real truth is. We've been deceived by the enemy and we don't even understand. We don't realize it. So we have to put on this helmet of salvation to protect our mind. Now remember we talked before about how we have to renew our mind to God's truth because you know, for how many ever years you walked in the world without being before you knew Jesus, then your mind, you already have the ingrain of this lies. And you've lived here in the world, right? You went to school. You were raised by parents who were dysfunctional. I mean, we're all dysfunctional. So there's no perfect parenting. There's not, nothing perfect about any of us except Jesus Christ who lives inside of us by His Spirit. Amen? So we all have issues. We all have dysfunctional thinking. We all have believed a lie at some point. We've all been deceived. And so we have to get into the truth, which is God's Word. John 17, 17 tells us that. He said, Jesus prayed and said, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy Word is truth. The truth is the only thing that will dispel a lie. Okay? So it means we have to get the Word of God in us in us in abundance so that we not go to the default thinking, but rather we go to the Word of God. And it takes time. It takes time to do that. And sometimes even you might have had your mind renewed to something, but somehow the enemy gets back in there and starts to use that same thing against you. What do you do? What worked the first time? Get into the Word of God. What is that stronghold? Come in, get the Word of God inside of you. Begin to, as the Bible tells us in Jeremiah, to hammer, use it like a hammer against that stronghold, and it will break. Something else that is useful before we move on is in Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, it says in verse 20, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of you. So if two are gathered and you're agreeing because this is talking about it in, in verses 18 and 19 it said well let's just read that um and 18 assuredly i say to you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven so if you bind the enemy and bind those thoughts since we're talking about the deception and the lies of the enemy and we bind those in the name of jesus and we loose on earth whatever is loosed in heaven so we lose truth right Again, I say to you, and if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, anything that they ask, it is according to God's word, 
It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of you. So when you would pray, when you have this person come along beside you, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're coming along beside you. They are holding you up. Now there comes a time when you shouldn't need that anymore. You should have your own strength. Like a, a tree. If you have a tree that you are just planted, it's a little sapling. And what do you do? You anchor it. You put stakes around it because it's just a little baby. It's growing. And the wind can come along and it can bend that tree. It can break that tree and it can not be straight anymore. So you, you put these um, anchors around it, right? And so when you have someone come along beside you, that's what they're doing. They're helping to anchor you. They're helping to, to so that you stand strong. Even though the enemy is in your face, you still, you've got that person that's standing there beside you. Now, metaphorically, you're not going to be there all day, every day, 24-7. We know that. But we know that it says right here, if I believe what the Word of God says and I ask this person, I confide in that person, and I say, I'm having trouble with such and such, would you please agree with me? Let's bind this, let's loose, and stand with me against this then you will have whatever you ask in Jesus' name. Amen? Because the, the, the tricks of the enemy are very powerful, and we have to use the Word of God. We have to use the tools that He's made available to us. And what we're talking about now is our helmet of salvation. We're talking about our thoughts. We're talking about um, having someone come along beside you, because that is a tool that God has given to you. Don't be so prideful that you won't allow another person to help you. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's go from from there. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10, and let's look at verses 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, and we are definitely walking in the flesh here on the earth, we are flesh beings, right? We are not in heaven yet. We do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. A stronghold is a place of refuge. It's a place that you run to. It could be a default in your in your thinking. Something happens and you immediately default to that because something happened to you when you were young. Something happened. You were rejected. Lots of things happen. We're all people. We, we've all been hurt by others. You know, life happens. And so the enemy uses all of that to come against us. And again, this is very important because if we do not take care of these strongholds, if we do not stand against the wiles of the devil, then we won't be able to occupy the land. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He didn't just put you here just by accident. You are not an accident. God called you for such a time as this. He has a specific plan and a specific purpose for your life. It's called a Derek. D-A-R-A-K. In the Old Testament, that's what it's called. It's a way for you to walk on. And if you go to Ephesians 2.10, it talks about this way, this walk that you have that God gave you. He, We talked about this before. Before the foundations of the world, He already had your life written out. He already had the plan and purpose for your life. Our job is to discover what that is. And right now, I'm meditating in Colossians 1. 
it's just the simple little things that you read and you meditate on it and God talks to you about that and then you go to church and it's confirmed you hear on a YouTube video and things are confirmed to you and in Colossians 1 in the prayer that Paul prays he prays for the people and he says we pray for you that you may know I've been meditating on it but I want to make sure that I say it exactly so let's go over there and look at that Colossians 1 verse 9 he says for this reason we also since the day we heard of it do not cease to pray for you then you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding okay so when I meditate part of meditating is is going and and thinking about it and I go look up Greek words or Hebrew words and and I look up definitions and uh, and I make connections with other scriptures because that's how you learn and that's how you retain the information and so what I've been doing that and this be filled be filled it means that you have a supply a full supply so he's praying that we will be filled or have a full supply of the knowledge. This is the word epigenosis, and it means that it's it's understanding or knowledge that you come ac- come upon, like when you discover something. Can you imagine how uh, when Christopher Columbus, when he was sailing the ocean blue in 1492, I know you've heard that before, <laughs> but how he discovered he discovered America. He thought he was somewhere else, but he discovered America. How did he do that? He was seeking. He came because God instructed him to come. I, you may not believe that, but I have done research on that. I have read that. His, that's what he talked about in the, uh, in the papers that he wrote and the journal that he kept. God is the one who directed him to come out and to come this, this way. And so he discovered because he sought, he followed after God, he sought God and he discovered America. So when we seek after God, when we get in our word, when we listen to faith-filled videos, when we go to church and our pastor's preaching and we're taking notes, we're listening to the Holy Spirit, then we are seeking after God. And that book that he's written about our life, that he wants us to be full. He wants us to know what's on every page. He's not trying to hold his will back. He wants us to know what that is. But our responsibility is to seek after him so that we can know, can find that knowledge discover his will for our life and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. So you're not here by accident. You are here for such a time as this. And the enemy wants to keep you in that place of your past, of a hurt, uh, an injury of your past, a way of thinking, uh, you know, a family generational curse, whatever he can do to keep you from moving forward is exactly what the enemy will do. And we don't want that, right? We don't want that. We don't want him to win. God doesn't want him to win in our life. He called us to be victorious. He called us to be a conqueror, more than an overcomer. And he has set all that up for us. It's full supply. All we have to do is appropriate it. Amen. And so I'm giving you a tool today that you can put in your your uh, weaponry case, your little, like David had his little bag and he put those five stu- smooth stones in there. I'm giving you a weapon. Put it in your bag 
And when you need it, pull it out and use it. Amen. So pull out that helmet of salvation. Put it on your head. Pull out the word of God. And maybe it's a rhema that God has given to you. Pull that out. Use it against the enemy. Amen. Amen. I tell you what. (laughs) This is good preaching today. It's good preaching. So we have to uh, pull down these strongholds. That's an area of thinking. It's a stronghold. It's a place we can't get around. We automatically run to that. But if we use the Word of God, bang, bang, like a hammer, hammer, hammer it, it will begin to break. It will begin to break. And we will put the Word of God in, and we'll build a new stronghold, a new fortress that we will run to, which is God's Word. Because a stronghold can be a place of refuge that you run to in God, like in Psalm 91.1, but it can also be a prison that holds you, that you can't get out of, and that you are, you know, you're in a box. Like right now, I'm in this corner right here ministering to you. That's, you know, that could be a box that I can't get out of. But God doesn't want me stuck in a box. He wants me out here. He wants me to be able to go into the community and minister the Word of God. He wants me to be able to minister to my family, just as He wants you to do that. But we can't do it if we're in a prison, caught in a stronghold. Amen? So let's go on, verse 5, casting down arguments, okay? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So whatever that thinking is, that that default, that nobody likes you, you're unlovable, I'm, I'm just going to, I'll put my walls up so nobody will reject me, um, I'm just, I was born poor, I'm going to die poor, you know, all that stuff, my, my parents were divorced, their parents were divorced, so I'm going to be divorced, all that kind of thinking, that is of the devil, it's of the devil, it's an imagination that's trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of God, because God doesn't say that. God wants you to live in abundance. God wants you to be happy and and fulfilled in your marriage. God never wants you to be rejected. I mean, people are, yes, people are going to reject because people are hurting, and hurting people hurt people, but He wants to deliver us from that so that we can help people, so that we can be the one that goes to that hurting person and consoles them and reaches out to them so that they know that they're not rejected. Amen? But if we're stuck, then we won't be able to fulfill God's plan and purpose for our life. Amen. This is good stuff. I hope you're taking it because I'm taking it. This is medicine to my soul today. Amen. So, uh, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. That is very strong right there. It's obedience. It's obedience to not go down that road but rather to work on that fortress of God's Word. I'm replacing that old thought with God's Word, and I'm being obedient. I'm casting down that thought, and I am raising up this thought that God says, and He doesn't want me poor. You know, I just ministered for a couple minutes on that. Years ago, I, I had a poverty mentality because of the way I grew up. And I didn't know to think any different until I got into the Word of God and I had people and people show me and preaching them the Spirit of God, you know, shows me His Word. And for a, a while there, I could pray nothing but no lack, no lack, no lack because 
That is what God was ministering to me about as I was renewing my mind to the Word of God, that I didn't have to be poor, that it wasn't humble to be poor, but rather it's to be wealthy and to be in whatever area, however, um, that that be wealthy for you, okay? I'm not saying everybody has to have a gazillion dollars, but God wants you to be able to have enough for what you need and to be able to give to others. And and so if that's, and you know, where you're at, if you're able to give to other people, great. And maybe you need more so that you can give more. Maybe you don't need anything else. You don't need, you're not, you're out of debt. You don't have any need, but if you had more, you can give more. Amen. So believe for more. Amen. So you can give it all away and bless the kingdom of God. But that that lack was in my head, and I had to get that out with the Word of God. And I became, um, I brought all those thoughts into the obedience of Jesus. I had to bring them, cast them down. They're trying to exalt themselves, but I have to cast them down because this is what is exalted, is God's Word in my life. What He says about me, not what the past said about me, not what my family said about me, not the way my family lived, the way I grew up. This is God. Everything is new. Remember, all things are passed away and all things have become new. I just have to renew my mind to agree with God. And when I do that, then I'm going to get God results. Amen? Amen. So I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. I believe it's very important. Um, I believe that if we would use our helmet of salvation, if we would renew our mind to God's truth and the, the tricks of the enemy, that we would not be so easily fall, be a victim to that, but rather we would be a victor and we would say, I caught you. I'm not falling for that. And it will take work. I guarantee you it would take work. And please, reach out. If you're having a lot of difficulty, you can't seem to do it on your own, reach out for help. Ask for help. Ask, okay? People around you love you and they want to minister to you. They love you and so they want to help you. So don't deprive them of that opportunity, okay? So I gave you homework already to Study about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It goes through, it talks about each piece of, of the armor that we have, what it does. And if you have a good cross-reference Bible, then you can go to the, the cross-reference section in your Bible, either in the middle section. If you have a study Bible, then you probably have notes down at the bottom, and that will help you. If you have some good books about the armor, I would suggest Rick Renner. He's very good on the armor. He's very good about the Greek words. You'll learn a lot in his book about the armor of God. So I would highly suggest that. So please, if you haven't put your armor on before, you're not really aware of it and how it works, then I... I Please put it on. Just every day when you get up, go to Ephesians 6.10, read the scripture, and as you're reading, put the armor on. You know, put your belt of salvation, I mean your belt of truth on, because everything hangs on the truth. Your breast, breastplate of righteousness hangs on that truth. It protects your heart. Your helmet of salvation protects your mind. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, that we are peacemakers, protect you wherever you go. And I'm telling you, that is a stronghold in a good way. There are, when you read and study in, uh, from Rick Renner, they had uh, prongs, but I mean, these were like nails at the bottom of their shoes that 
were deep, I mean, really, really tall. And so when they would step, it gave them security and stability, whatever terrain that they were walking over. And when we have on our shoes of the gospel of peace, it helps us to walk stable, regardless of what the terrain is around us. Amen. So think spiritually. Don't think, don't think naturally here. Think spiritually. Um, and the terrain that we're having to walk in at that moment, our gospel shoes will keep us stable. And then we have, have our shield of faith. This shield of faith, it is the size of your body. However big you are is however big your shield is. And it would be, this is what the Roman soldiers would do. They would uh, immerse it in liquid and it would absorb that because it was made of leather and then when the enemy which their enemy they would fire uh, arrows at them that were actually on fire and they would come and then they would hit that shield and they would just be quenched and that's what our shield of faith will do if we're full of faith full of the water the washing of the water of the word okay and we've got our shield up that when the enemy fires that dart at us, it'll go into that, and it'll quench that. Amen? Good stuff. And then our sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So when God gives you a word, use it. Use it against the enemy. And then it goes on to talk about praying. Praying for all the saints. How do you do that? You pray in the Spirit. You can't pray for each person individually, but you can pray for the body of Christ. I prayed for the body this morning. I believe for the body of Christ. And I, I believe for our, the body of Christ in Ukraine right now. And I, we had prayer this morning, and we prayed for the body in Ukraine. That God would strengthen them, protect them, and keep them. And you know, I, and so that's what we that's what we agree upon too, right? That they are they'll be safe. That God would protect them, and God would keep them. And we know we're at the end of days, and so you know things are setting up for Gog and Magog, and so we just, we're not, we're just, we're ready. We just have to be ready for whatever God is doing. We, we just pray that His will be accomplished on the earth. Amen. And so I, I don't know exactly everything that's going on over there. I don't know exactly how it all lines up with, with Bible prophecy. And so I'm not going to try to tell you all that because then I, I, I don't know that for sure. And so I just know that it's the season. It's the time. It could happen. This could be it. It could just be a skirmish, but it could be it. So we'll see. But are you ready? Are you ready? All you have to do is ask Jesus into your heart and believe that He is the Son of God and that He is the only way. He's the only way. He's not a way. He is the way. And you have to have Him in your heart and then follow after Him, okay? God, I pray for those that are listening, God, to this message right now. I pray for the body, those that are listening, God, that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of Your might, not in our own might, but in yours, God, in your strength, that we lean, we lean into you, God, and that you are at work in us, God, to will and to act according to your good purpose and pleasure. I thank you, Abba, for the armor. 
I thank you, God, that the strongholds that the enemy has built up in our heads, in our thinking, God, that they are broken, they are destroyed by the anointing and by your word, and that we build new fortresses that are made of your truth, God, and that they lead us and they guide us along that pathway, that Derek that you have for our lives, that we may be filled with all the knowledge of your will for our lives, God, and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'll see you again next week on From Glory to Glory Ministries with Tina Howard. Let's learn together. Let's grow together. Let's go from glory to glory together. Thank you for listening to From Glory to Glory Ministries today. We really appreciate your support of this podcast. Help us spread the truth of God's word by leaving us a review and sharing it with other believers who are hungry for more of God's word. Until next time, we encourage you to abide in his word and he will abide in you, taking you from glory to glory in Jesus' name.